Hello and welcome to Things Worth Celebrating. It's a news show with only good news. My name is Colton Pratt. And my name is Katie Pratt. And we are anchors for this show, this news show with all the good news stories. Um, the news stories, I guess, aren't really that good, are they? They're just kind of like no, they're weird. they're supposed to be good. Well, they're good. They're, they're good. To be, the, the point of the show is that they're good. They are good. Okay. I mean, it's it, uh, we invite you to set aside your worries about the world and enjoy these weird and good news stories with us. That's a good way to put it, because I guess no, they're not all positive. Like, yeah. a child raises money to, 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 to build a statue in her hometown or something. Because I feel like those often lean sad, too. They're like, yeah, good <laughs> news, but it's like, this child's grandmother died, so she raised money from a GoFundMe to fund, like... Yeah, it's, it's sad. Like, it's, a it, lot of the feel-good news stories are actually, like, children having to do their own labor to pay for medical bills of their parents or something. Yeah, like, not really that, like, positive vibe. It still gives Like, me- it's heartwarming, but, like, it's not good. It's heartwarming and blood pressure raising. Right. So we're here to lower your blood pressure and and set your anxieties inside and maybe laugh a little bit. Okay? Okay. Just be ready. I'm ready. Now we're going to get right into it. Okay. Uh, Katie, I have a question to get this get us started for the first story. Okay. So the, the point that so in the show you ask me questions and I and I have to guess what the story is. No. Okay. Well, I'm asking you questions to transition into the story. I'm not going to ask you to guess what the story is oh, okay. this time. Okay. Uh, here's the question. Okay. All right. Let's Close hear your it. eyes. This is a, this is a this is a word escape question. Yeah. So you're in a voided space, obviously. Uh, you always are. Um, and floating in front of you, you see some kind of powerful being. Uh, could be a god. Could be uh, just a, a guy. Okay. He's powerful. I'm seeing Bojack Horseman. Okay, that's great. So Bojack, <laughs> Bojack <laughs> is floating in front of you in space. Yep. Um. And Bojack gives you these words in this order. Okay. Sploot if you want to live. Sploot if I want to live? Yes. What do you do? That's funny you say sploot because today I was using like an AI image generator thing where you type in like a word and see what it pops up. Mm-hmm. And so I was trying all different kinds of things like my name and uh, so like the, my birthday and stuff like that to see what would come up. Your name, your age, your favorite color. And then I, um, I, I wrote splort. Splort, almost sploot. Almost sploot. Yeah, it's just it's funny that I said. What that. did you see from sport? It was just colors. The, the, oh. Most of them were just colors. So it won't give this won't give you any clues as to what you need to do to live. So is this one going to give me? No, sploot if you want to live, Katie. Sploot if I want to live. Yeah. Um, what do you do? I, oh, you know, like the pies that um that that clowns throw at people's faces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put one of those on the ground. Yeah. And then. I fall backwards and land my butt right in the pie pan. And you sploot all over that pie. Yeah. That's that's a good guess. That's oh, it really, it sploots on the ground. The pie sploots on the ground using my butt. Okay. it's the So the pie is doing the sploot in that right. case. Bojack snaps his fingers. You are incinerated to death. And you are put back into the same situation again after feeling the pain of death. And he says, sploot if you want to live. What do you do this time? So this is a puzzle, but every time I get it wrong, I die. I die. Yes. But I'll, I'll tell you, uh, you're. I feel like heading in the kind of correct direction. Like when you figure out what splooting is, you'll be like, that makes sense. Like it's not like it's not going to be like a jumping jack. Where you're like, well, that it, doesn't fit. Do I have all the things on me? And like in front of Bojack, what do I have with me? What do you have with you? Yeah, just yourself. And I guess you're you're not really floating in this case. You're on a sidewalk that is floating in space. Okay, but am I? Do I have clothes on? Um. Okay, I'll give you I'll give you a hint in this. For maximum effectiveness splooting, no. Ew. 
Not okay. <laughs> That sounded weird. Okay, I'll give you a hint here. You, you can ask one question to Bojack about it, and he, Bojack will answer. Okay. What is splooting? That's not fair. <laughs> you said I could ask one question to Bojack. <laughs> one question to give you context to Bojack. Just for that, Bo- Bojack snaps and an anvil falls in your head. You're back in the space. Um... I feel like splooting is like a belly flop into the to a snow. You're so close. A belly flop into snow? You're very close. A belly flop? That's the close part. Okay. It's like a belly flop, but on your butt? No. On your it's, back? There's, okay. I'll, I'll just tell you now. Yeah, you thank, you. thank you. Thank Bojack, you. Bojack take, accepts belly flopping into the snow as splooting. Okay. Uh, as we transition to our first story, which is from uh, UPI.com. It was written by John Murphy, uh, who works at AccuWeather.com. Good for you, John Murphy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the story is squirrels are splooting all over New York City. Okay. Um, And it opens with a tweet from NYC Parks. Uh, If you see a squirrel lying down like this, don't worry. It is just fine. On hot days, squirrels keep cool by splooting on cool surfaces to reduce body heat. It is sometimes referred to as heat dumping. So it's basically just laying on its belly with all of its legs and arms like stretched out. Spreading itself way thin. If you have a dog... Mm-hmm. This is my specific example. My dog Wally has a lot of fur, um, and so on really hot days, he'll go and he'll lay and he'll like spread his he'll like stretch out on the ground so his legs are sticking straight out behind him and his belly is just pushed against the floor if it's like a tile floor or something and it keeps his belly nice and cool. Yeah, it's it's to get all your junk against a cooler surface to take your heat away. Yeah, splooting. I knew what splooting was. That people have told like like that that feels like a word I've heard before in reference to that. Yeah, there have been more than 40,000 posts on Instagram that have been tagged with the word splooting. <laughs> Did you look that up or is that uh, just It's on the news story. Oh, okay. We, we all know this about him, but John Murphy is very thorough in his news writing process. He Googles the word and searches it on Instagram to see how many stories there are about it. Um, isn't it wild that the New York City Police Department took to Twitter to let everybody know that that's normal and healthy for mammals? <laughs> it's Why would... No, I mean, I guess if you think it's, like, dangerous and then suddenly all animal control has, like, a hundred people calling them, like, oh, no, there's a dead squirrel. I guess dead squirrel makes sense. How do you tell the difference between a dead squirrel and a splooting squirrel? Um, if one's not dead, then you could tell it's just splooting. Yeah, but how do you know from a distance? Like, I don't, I, is that a dead breathing. squirrel or is that a splooting, a splooter? I think we have to look for breathing. That's a lot of looking at a tiny little mammal. I don't, I feel like I would just, uh, I like splooting. It says it's good for most mammals. I bet it's good for humans. It's healthy for all mammals. Katie, you and I need to bloot more. It's healthy for us. I agree with you. Um, sometimes, I, I guess I've never splooted specifically. But like mm-hmm. when I get hot, I do like to lay myself on something cold. Like the floor. Uh, like if, I, if I'm sick and have the fever, you'll find me on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, fever in particular. I agree with that. Laying flat on the floor when you have a fever. That's probably splooting. That's close. And you it's can see. It's not on my belly usually, but I I understand why it would feel nice if I was a squirrel. By the way, you can see why I would say being closeless is uh is preferred for at the the good use of splooting, right? Like you can see why that would improve splutability. I I would ag- agree with you. Uh, also, my dog splutes on like mud piles. Yeah. Like he'll dig a hole in the grass and then splute inside of it, and I'm guessing it's because the mud underneath the grass is nice and cool. Hmm. Um, I splooting squirrels are a thing. 
here's what uh, we already we already established what they're doing. It was just a link about all the other animals that also sploot. And so I wanted yeah. to tell you chipmunks, rabbits, rabbits foxes, foxes, raccoons. raccoons. And- Can you see my screen? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I was like, well, how did you just list the exact list? Um, so yeah, animals like to sploot. It's their whole thing and it's great. Uh, is there any other things you want to share about splooting, Katie? About squirrel splooting? I, I, I really don't know very much about squirrel splooting, so I feel like I shouldn't share. I feel like I feel like we've established exactly what it is and why it's a good thing. It's been there's a heat wave in New York. That's why there's been a lot of splooting, by the way. Oh, okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next story. This one made me really happy because I feel like it's moving us towards like either radical like good life or the apocalypse either way it's a change of pace and that's what i'm looking forward to okay let's hear it um scientists use tiny trackers and then planes to follow moths on the move wait tiny trackers and then planes yes like airplanes yes so i'll get into this first this is from apnews.com it's an article by maddie burke uh burakoff Mm -hmm. thank you maddie burakoff for writing this um so I'll just give you a little a little thing. So um, basically, uh, little is known about there's. I'll start from the beginning of the story. Sorry. You can't hear me swallowing, correct? I cannot. OK, good. Trillions of insects migrate across the globe each year. Yet little is known about their journeys. So that's the issue. We've, we've established the issue in the story is bugs move. We don't know why or where they go. I don't know why we need to know that bugs move, but we do. Um, okay. So to look for clues. Migration for food and shelter. Probably. Okay, Um, I know, and scientists don't. Does that make me sense? Well, we'll learn this thing. So to look for clues, scientists in Germany took to the skies, placing tiny trackers on the backs of giant moths and following them by plane. So, so these. Wait, who's the stupid little airplane pilot who has to? Yeah, who has to follow? I'm sure they're not around. stupid, but if still. he's not careful, he's gonna follow them right into the sun. And also, if he's not careful, he's gonna loot the freaking moth against his windshield. He's gotta keep That's a safe so- distance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, to the researchers' surprise, the moths seem to have a strong sense of where they're going. What did they? Did they think the moths just like? Wind, take me where you please, and open their wings and just float it away. Like, what do they think the moths were doing? Yeah, the moths, I think, are, I think they want to know why. Did the moths chase the moon? I feel like that's something I've heard before, but I'm not sure. I if feel that's like real. the moths chasing the moon is a weird, is a weird concept that you just said. I know, but they chase lights, and that makes sense that they would chase the biggest light. What about the sun? Well, they're only out at night. They exist during the day. But they're asleep. They don't know it's they don't know it's there. I'm sh- okay, that's um even when the winds change, the insects stayed straight on course. So good job, moths. You're okay. just strong strong flyers. Uh, yeah, so their flight path suggested these deaths these deaths head hawks moths. Okay, that's the type of moth they're using. Death's head hawk moth? Death's head hawk moth. That is really cool. That's, that's a, like a that's like a cool Sounds like, like a, a Stranger Things creature. That sounds like a a, a band that I'm going to start. Death's head hawk moth. Death's head hawk. Whoa, they're, they're so awesome. huge! Oh, they have a skeleton on their back. They have That's a skull. So cool! Look it up, guys. Yeah, they have a they have a skull on their back. That's a piece of art. So we're not sure if that's a real death's head. That's hawk. a hi- image of a death's head. Here's oh, an image. Okay, there's an image. Has still has a skull on its back. Okay. That's super neat. That's really cool. So they that's the moths that they were using. Um. They have complex navigation skills. I like when we discover that animals are smart because we're like, we like assume that they don't know what they're doing. And that just makes me laugh because like they've existed for a while. 
It's not like they're just like birthed and then dead. They know what they're doing. So it makes sense that they know how to navigate. Um, oh, here's a, here's a quote by lead author Meyer, uh, Miles Menz. It says, for many, many years, it was thought that the insect migration was mostly just dictated by the winds and they were blowing around. So I was right. They literally thought that the, the moths just like opened their wings and floated away. And that's why moths migrated. Because they couldn't decide where to go or because the wind just... Because the wind was just stronger than them because they're small. But they're not. Not a lot. A lot of moths are very large. Yeah. um, So a lot of moths... These ones are huge. They uh, have a wingspan up to five inches. Ew. That's so big. That's That's so so, nasty. That's the size of my hand. Oh my gosh. I'm at... Five inches is the size of your hand? Probably from one end to the other. My hand's longer than five inches, isn't it? Yeah. I can't tell. And my hand is like seven to I don't eight know, I would never. I would <laughs> what? I said I would never reveal how long your hand was on the internet. Why? Because apparently there was a trend on TikTok for a while that was like, oh no, the length of your hand equates. And that's all you need to say. The length of your hand equates. Um, and then like guys would be like, like putting their fingers up to like soda cans and stuff. My hand is 14 inches long. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine is 19. So. <laughs> wow, Katie. Yeah. You're really packing a hand in there. I know, I got a big hand. You got you a chance. You know what they say about people with big hands? They're really good at flying like mods. Big gloves. Oh. All right. That's all I have to say about the story. They don't actually know what the mods go to. Oh, that, that was a very unsatisfying story. Uh, I'll end it with the final quote they decided Wait, so to they, end they with. They didn't find anything out. The news story was literally, moths. scientists tried following moths with an airplane and found nothing out. Have a good day. Um, so basically, they discovered that moths know how to fly in a straight line and don't just kind of end up where they end up. I feel like I could have inferred that. You could have just asked me. You That's what, yeah. Chase it in a plane. But here's just the asked me and I'd be like, yeah, probably. That here's the final quote from Norris. I was surprised how far they could track them. And it certainly is surprising that individual moths stay on this straight trajectory. So basically, Norris didn't think this would work. No, yeah. Norris was like, what? You got it. (laughs) Good job tracking them, you guys. I know. He hired a plane driver to track a moth and then was surprised when the plane driver tracked a moth? Yeah, like, (laughs) this seems like a a college that had too much money for science. And they're just like, track a moth, man. I don't know. Track Mothman. Oh, that's a much better use for their money. Maybe that's what they're working on. Is they're working <laughs> up towards tracking moth. Do you think that moths actually fly straight towards Mothman's lair? That's why they try to fly in such a straight line. Yeah. It's like a moth mind control. Yeah. Like a Mothman mind eater. control. It's why it's it's too much alliteration to not be true. <sighs> that, I, I believe in lots of conspiracy theories if they can get some alliteration. Moon landing was fake. Does not make sense. Does not alliterate. Um, but the the moon the moon. The uh, give me a second. I'll help you, Katie. Okay. The moon. Uh. The, the moon. And unfortunately, no synonyms for landing start with M. <laughs> the moon mana. Uh, lunar landing. The moon marina. No lunar landing. Okay. Lunar landing. Uh. Fake synonyms. Uh, lunar landing likeness. What? Lunar landing l- lookalike. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, I, I believe fair. in that. You believe in the lunar landing lookalike? Yeah, I, I believe in the lunar landing lookalike. Okay. 
And it, I don't believe in the moon landing being fake, though, unfortunately. All right, Katie, I think we have time for one more story. Okay, let's hear it. You want it? Okay, I have two stories prepared, okay? Okay. One that is a genuinely good thing going on in the world. Okay. The other is kind of funny. Let's hear the genuinely good thing. I don't okay, really talk is, about that. This is a good one. Okay. Okay. Um, this is from a, 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 a an initiative called the Crayon Initiative. The Crayon Initiative? Yeah. That's cute. So, I love crayons. They make me feel like my childhood. The smell of an old crayon. Yeah. Straight back to kindergarten. Well, crayons never biodegrade. Never. Oh, okay. Because so they're they just, wax. Yeah. So they stay in the landfills forever, which is bad. Yeah. Um. So this company, the Crayon Initiative, goes to landfills, collects garbage crayons, and also they just collect garbage crayons from like schools and stuff, like companies, that, people that don't want crayons anymore. They take them and they take them back to their factory. They melt them down and make a uh, new paper-free crayon out of the previously made crayons. Oh, cool. Um, and they give them to kids in hospitals. Oh, are they like the big ones that help like, yeah. with, with, uh, they, with like mobility and stuff? They are large and three-sided, so it's easier for kids to grip them, and they can't roll off hospital trays. That's a great idea. So it's just a, it's just a remaking crayons, melting down and re, remaking crayons to give to kids in hospitals. Um, who are sick and like even kids? They they said this on their on their thing. Even kids in hospitals, not even kids, kids in hospitals are just like any other kid where they just want to play and have fun, right? But they don't really have the option to a lot of the time for right. a variety of reasons. So this is an initiative that's happening right now. It's really good. Uh, go to the crayoninitiative.org and you can donate to them. They're a really good uh, initiative to give kids in hospitals across the world. Uh, new crayons that they can use to color with and also it takes crayons out of uh landfills that because they never biodegrade so it's it's all around a really great thing that is so cool i like that you found that that's really cute yeah how, I, did, how did you find that how did i find, i have a, a series of links saved in a file on my computer called celebrate websites which are just different websites to oh, go check cool. for good news stories so that was a good news story I found based on one of those websites that's really awesome yeah uh it was started by the founder uh, Brian Ware. So Brian's a pretty chill guy, Brian although his name guy. is spelled B-R-Y-A-N. That's weird. Which is weird. Brian. Yeah. Um, but sorry about your name, but otherwise you're a good guy. <laughs> All right, Katie, tell me something that's worth celebrating to you. Anything. Something that's worth celebrating to me is probably um, Arnold Palmer. Huh. Tell me why. The golf player. I don't know anything about him. <laughs> um, but but <laughs> the half tea, half lemonade drink. Mm hmm. Delicious. Is that the 99 cent one? Yes, it's an Arizona tea drink. Oh, that's so great though. But it's uh it's literally half tea and half lemonade and my favorite summer beverage. And I drank it when I went golfing. Mm -hmm. And I drank it at the beach and it comes in a strawberry flavor, which is actually my all-time favorite. Nice. I believe it also comes in another flavor that I've tried, but the strawberry one's for sure the best. Nice. That's um, a good thing. Yeah. Also, Arizona Tea Company, it sells all of their soda, uh, their uh, teas for 99 cents. They have awesome packaging on the outside. The art on the outside of their cans is really cool. And then also, they make them they make themselves only sell for 99 cents. So if you go to a store, I, I've read this before. It's unconfirmed, but I've read it before on a source. I don't remember where I read it, but I read it. Mm -hmm. If you go to a store and they're selling them for more than 99 cents, you can report it to Arnold Palmer like the Arizona, I mean, not Arnold Palmer, <laughs> the golfer himself. Call the golfer and be like, yo! No, you can report it to the Arizona Tea Company and um, they will like recall the the uh, 
Yeah, the teas the, from that the store. The from that company, or that store, until they change the price. Which is such a cool thing to do. I, just, I don't know why. It's cool, but 99 cents, it's affordable, and it's a lot of liquid, and it's delicious. And also look up uh, how they manage to heat the price low. It's really interesting business strategy. I If you're interested in that kind of thing, I've, I'm really into it. I think it's really neat, all the different like ways that they cut prices. But I'm not going to tell you about those because those aren't worth celebrating. I mean, they are, but those aren't what we're celebrating. Uh, one thing I think is worth celebrating is this is going to be weird, but uh, every year there's a yearly Nintendo 64, sorry, Nintendo Smash 64 combo contest that's held with like thousands of people watch it. And it's like, who can do the best combos on this game? Okay. Uh, and it's always super neat because everybody, it's so fun because it's a silly game, but everybody gets so excited over these like little combos and stuff. Um, and they just did the 2022 one. So I watched it and this man named Prince has won five out of six of the last six years he's attended. Uh He's, he's insane. Um, and yeah, so I'm just, I'm celebrating that thing. It's fun to watch. It's entertaining. And it's just kind of like a good, a, 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 uh, you know, pretty pointless thing that's good to be happy about. You know, it's yeah, worth it's celebrating. Cool. All right. Thank you guys all so much for listening to Things Worth Celebrating. Uh, check us out. Go to prattpodcast.com to see all our other shows, plus our Instagram, uh, Twitter, all the different social medias we make. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We very much appreciate you in particular. We're celebrating you. Thank you. Uh, leave a review. We'll read your name on the show if you leave us a review. Uh, and we appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much. I have been Colton Pratt. I'm Katie Pratt. See you next week. 